baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Friday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And yet again, our top story is a six-year-old with a gun. I never thought when we started 2023 that this one thing would dominate our news. And it's all in one area. In all one area, and it's been the case into February. Although, to be fair, there was actually an arrest of a mother up in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia, for a six-year-old with a gun. So why six-year-olds okay. are arming themselves in in around the country, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just very odd. But yes, you're right. Um, this There's another instance in the Hampton Roads area where a six-year-old brought a weapon to school couple things different about this situation. Uh, the first and main thing is that nobody was injured during it. Nobody was shot. But Norfolk police were uh, called about 3.30 yesterday or Thursday afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this, but Thursday afternoon, um, for reports of a six-year-old at Little Creek Elementary School in Norfolk and had a weapon, a handgun, in this or in the student's possession we don't know if it's a boy or girl because it just says student right and uh so there was a a handgun in the student's possession by the time police got there uh the gun was handed over to them from school officials once again nobody was hurt another thing that was different about this norfolk police made uh, pretty quick work in charging and arresting the uh, 27 or excuse me the uh the mother of the uh of the child uh, who happens to be 35 years old. And uh, she is, uh, her name is Letty Lopez. She's charged with uh, contributing to delinquency of a minor and also allowing access to loaded firearm by children. So uh, those two charges there against Letty Lopez. And once again, there was nobody, uh, nobody hurt in this situation, but yes, another odd instance of a six-year-old bringing a, a weapon to school but thankfully nobody was hurt during this and there is an arrest there was an arrest in pretty short order yeah and 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 i i know people are asking well wait a minute okay this one kid brought the gun to school no shots fired mother arrested newport news shots fired yeah. still nobody's no arrest. arrested nobody's arrested yep. my guess is okay you know is that one this obviously occurred second yeah. Um, so we have a little bit more sensitivity to what what happened in in, in Newport News. Right. Two, we don't know the circumstances of where the gun was was located, and therefore right. maybe it was easier to make charges in Norfolk than a, there was in Newport News. Right, and it could be during the arrest of this woman, they noticed maybe more guns laying around. Right. I don't know. Right. Ex- exactly. And uh, in Newport News, we're you know they're still working through the 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 facts in this case plus yeah. i've seen reports not anything that we've seen officially reported that the gun was 
usually stored in a safe place and you know how it was accessed is remains unclear so anyways that may help explain to people why charges one charges not in the other right right so but again so yeah and you bring up a good point there's been no charges the teacher who was you know wounded in that incident back in january is is still recovering at home Correct. Correct. And of course, we've got the lawsuits and everything else playing out. Yeah, with that. There's, a lot, there's lawsuits all over the place. Yeah. Right. Right. And we got the General Assembly who was looking at, um, you know, bills um, that would have, you know, added additional requirements for for locking up guns. Those did not make it through the uh, through the House of Delegates. The only, I think, gun control ish bill um, that made it through was a tax credit for for um, I, I think get, getting uh you know, for, for guns, uh, gun locks, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the only thing that I think has made it through. But apparently I mean, there's a, a law in the books that, you know, allowing access to loaded firearms by children. Right. And that was one of the points that they made was that, you know, there are, are laws on there right. that laws would have tightened those, but those were the, the right. But that wording of that law makes it seem to indicate that maybe this, this gun or could have been easier to access than the Newport News one. That's that's what. Yeah, notice it was not the reckless handling uh, one, which right, they right, also said yeah. would have been covered. So yeah, yeah. interesting, interesting. Uh, you know that particular charge, but yeah. Um, so again, another another story of a six year old. Unfortunately, at least in this case, thankfully, like you said, nobody, nobody was, was hurt. Nobody, yeah, nobody was wounded. It sounds. But I like, wonder. You know, sounds, go ahead. Yeah, it, it it was like it, it, another interesting thing about this is the police were called at three 30 in the afternoon, which I assume is the end of the school day there makes you wonder if this kid had the gun on his or her person the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And also it was interesting to note, uh, you know, according to Norfolk police, school officials took the weapon and handed right. it over and to, handed police. It to police. Then, Right. Um, in, there was no struggle to get the gun right. from the kid in, or, in, yeah. in the rich neck incident there was a breakdown somewhere at least right. according to 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 uh newport news school officials and and to police as well so you know there was there was you know information or intelligence that a kid was going to bring a or the boy was going to bring a gun to school and they couldn't they didn't come up with it in the morning yeah uh scan of of the boy so right and, and again and again and and, and Norfolk, again, they have the benefit of hindsight as compared to, to, right, right. to, to Newport. But then again, with this case, even with the Newport News case, a lot of unanswered questions. Exactly. Exactly. Moving on from that interesting story out of the University of Richmond, um, the uh, basketball coach, uh, longtime basketball coach, Chris Mooney, stepping down temporarily, but yeah. for the rest of this season. What's the situation with Coach Mooney? Uh, basically, he's going to have heart surgery. Uh, this was detected... Uh, through CT scans um, and a physical uh, over uh, over a period of time, and it, it came to head that he would have to have surgery coming up. Um, he did. He was on the bench, and we have to give credit to uh, John O'Connor, who's the uh, uh, the uh, the Richmond Spiders beat writer for long, the time. Long time, long, long time, long time. Yeah, yeah, good writer. Um, yeah. And John saying that, you know, observing Chris Mooney during the LaSalle game on, I think it was Thursday night or Wednesday night, I think it was Wednesday night, uh, that he looked fine. And he didn't look any, you know, 
you couldn't really tell that, you know, he had this issue. And he said, Chris Mooney said during the uh, news conference today that he feels fine. There's no discomfort. There's no shortness of breath. But they have to remove an aneurysm in his aorta. So it's an aortic aneurysm that needs to be taken care of. It's a procedure that's going to take place next week at the University of Virginia Medical Center. And he's going to have to be in the hospital up to a week after the surgery. And then add that to the four to eight weeks, he's going to have to recover at home. So that, you know, certainly will take him out for the rest of the season. Of course, we're kind of winding down the college basketball season anyway. In the meantime, uh, assistant coach Peter Thomas is going to uh, take over coaching duties on an interim basis. As you said, he's not leaving for good. He's only leaving temporarily. And uh, I think, you know, one of the questions asked during the news conference was, well, will you be able to be available for lack of a better word, on a consultation basis, if they need you. And he said, well, certainly when I'm not in the hospital, but he said he'd kind of like the players to to pay attention more to Peter Thomas than than himself and not be a distraction. So I think he's going to kind of hand over the reins completely to Peter Thomas during this. Right. I mean, and, and as we've had experience with a slightly less concerning thing, you really can't head uh, coach, you know, from the from the sidelines on Zoom. <laughs> you, no, you really can't. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> you can't. And 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 to be honest, honest, I understand where he's coming from this from the standpoint of you really, you know, if if you're in there consulting or you know making phone calls or talking during right. that time period, one, it doesn't help distress. No, and two, it creates issues with the uh, you know the the interim head coach, you know, right. trying and trying to get the attention of the team. It disrupts the flow. There's no doubt. And I think Chris Mooney has made the right decision that he's just going to let Peter Thomas handle all that. And he's even said that he's going to try to stay away from watching the games because that would just increase the stress level. Uh, And they don't play again until Tuesday. That's not they don't play this weekend, which is kind of odd, but they don't play again until Tuesday against St. Louis. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, but I think it's also aside from all the medical issues that Mooney's going through, I think it's interesting to note, and you don't see this very often in college basketball, although there are some, certainly some, you know, good examples. I mean, Jim boeheim has been at Syracuse forever, but Chris Mooney's been at Richmond for 18 years. That is pretty good. Yes. Now, now uh, caveat, you mentioned coach Beheim. Okay. I grew up in Syracuse. I was born in Syracuse. Coach Beheim was uh, head coach, well, actually, he became head coach the year after I was born. Ugh. I am approaching AARP. That's yeah. how long Bayheim yeah. has been in service. That's how long Bayheim is. And then, you yeah. know, up until Krzyzewski uh, uh, retired, he was at Duke since like the late 70s, too. Right. So. Exactly. But yes, Chris it, Mooney has been at Richmond a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you think about, you know, compared to Bayheim, it's not that long. But when you compare to average college coaches, you know, they don't give coaches a, a really long leash these days. So 18 years is pretty impressive. Well, and also if you compare it, let's use a University of Richmond uh, name. Dick Tarrant um, yeah, was yeah. at U of R forever. Um, yes. So, 
So I rem- I remember him again growing up in Syracuse from an infamous loss in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> really, yeah. Right. Before Everyone before before that. I decided to make Richmond my home, but that's neither. Right. Right. So so we'll we'll move on. Yeah. We'll move on for that as yeah. we reminisce about Spiders basketball of the past. Um, become a sports podcast all of a sudden. Yes, exactly. Well, we we do this a little more often than uh, than uh, right. you know, uh, that that we should. Um, but um, moving on. Sad story down in Dinwiddie, and uh, state police are continuing to investigate this. Longtime Commonwealth attorney down in Dinwiddie, um, victim of a hit and run while he was riding his bike mm. Thursday evening. Um, it's happened on Flatfoot Road. From what I can tell, it's in the in the Dewitt section okay. of um, of Dinwiddie. It's like Western Dinwiddie. Yes, yeah. Western Western Southern. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not far off of 85 in, in the DeWitt area. Yeah, yeah. There is a DeWitt yeah. exit off 85. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember that uh, clearly from my, my drives down there. Um, yeah. But um, was hit, they believe, by a Nissan Frontier pickup. They don't have a color description. They were able to get uh, basically um, something off of a uh, rear view mirror or side view mirror, um, you know, related to the accident. But, but that's all that they have is that this Nissan Frontier pickup. And they're, they're hoping that someone sees a car with similar damage, a similar car with similar damage and, and turns it in. But uh, Thomas Raleigh last evening, last evening, Thomas Raleigh, the third, he had been uh, Commonwealth's attorney from, I want to say 86 to 2004. So 18 years, very long time. um, And was a prominent attorney and also a substitute judge in the County as well. So very well. Current substitute judge. Current, Yeah. Very well known. Yeah, uh, in the area, and was just out on his bike getting exercise yesterday in the seventy degree temperatures, and was hit uh, hit by a vehicle, just, and the driver didn't stop. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah I'm, well, I'm, hopefully, I'm someone sure. could find the uh, car because that would help him. Yeah. Help, help, help in him. this case, great deal. And obviously, we at WRVA will continue to keep an eye on that uh, as uh, as it, as it goes forward. Um, yeah. At the General Assembly, more bills being killed this time. Constitutional amendments. Uh, one that would have uh, provided for automatic rights restoration for uh, for people who had been convicted of felonies um, once they were out of uh, out of prison. The other one that would have gotten rid of the same sex marriage ban, the language that still remains in the Virginia Constitution, even though uh, it's not in effect because of uh, the decision back uh, years run together. I want to say 2014, but I can't remember exactly. Um, but uh, both of those amendments died. What's interesting is this was a newly formed special uh, subcommittee of, of uh, the rules committee had a four to one Republican majority on it because oh, wow. rules does not, is not required to have um, not required to have proportionality. Yeah. And so not only did it have a four to one majority, but it also had the house majority leader and the house speaker on it. No, oh, jeez. So these oh, the these poor bills, lone Democrat on that committee. Uh, that was Vivian Watts, former Vivian transportation Watts. secretary, wow. longtime delegate Vivian Watts. Yeah, um, who was there for the committee meeting yeah, uh, and actually ma- chance, made a few points. But it, yeah. w- it was interesting. Uh, Senator Mamie Locke, uh, who came up in front of the committee, um, they asked her which bill of hers, which re- which resolution, which bill they wanted to handle first, and her reply with no laughter. Which one do you want to lay on the table first? And the delegates laughed and she stared them down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um 
But that, I, I, yeah, that's like I was about to say, I mean, we've said this pretty much all week that that's been the tendency nowadays for these these bills that are, you know, brought by whatever party, the party that's in control of the committee in the other chamber will say, nope. I will say this. Uh, Speaker Todd Gilbert did say that they were working on something that could get through in terms of rights restoration. Maybe not exactly what uh, Senator Locke was looking for but something that could get through the house. Mm -hmm. And what happened is, and uh, you may remember this story from December, uh, the elections department revealed that some felons had been unfortunately on the rolls. These were people who had reoffended and had not been regranted their rights again and had voted, even though they were ineligible to vote. Um, And this stopped what they were trying to do dead in its tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So, That was a big story that we, you know, big story that we did back in, uh, back in, uh, in uh, mid December, I want to say. So so it it, it stopped the efforts there. So whether or not we see this in the future, I imagine there will be continuing efforts, but again, it it depends on who controls which chamber at which time and also the governor's office. So, so right now, right now, if you want your rights restored, you have to go through the governor. It has been made easier by the most recent governors, Democrats and Republican alike. I go all the way back to McDonald to, to, to get, get rights restored. Um, Terry McAuliffe did a large amount, then that was challenged and he continued to do larger amounts, but in blocks. Um, but it, you know, it still is a, a cumbersome process compared to and, other states. Well, it's a cumbersome process and at each case is, you know, they, they do this on a case by case basis. They don't just rubber stamp these things. Right. It has become more rubber stampy, but not, you know, it still has yeah. to go through, 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 yeah, through it's process. still like some of the merits of right need to be considered. Right. It's not, it's not automatic. So, yeah. so anyways, um, and the same sex uh, uh, marriage one, interesting arguments there, both, both uh, opponents and supporters of, of keeping the language in the state constitution argued, Hey, we want to be, be uh, we want our side watched just in case the the Supreme Court reverses itself. Opponents obviously worried that if the Supreme Court reverses itself, gay marriage will be illegal in Virginia. Supporters saying, hey, if the Supreme Court reverses itself, we want gay marriage to be illegal in the Commonwealth. So um again that decision was made by the Supreme Court in 2015 or something like I'd say that. 2014, I believe. 2014, okay. So but the language has never been removed. And it, because yeah. it's a constitutional amendment, it need to be, you know, Pass the two general assemblies and voted on in front of the uh, in front of the uh, voters. So, so it's it's a lengthy process there. To yeah. get done. So, anyways, this has been the Friday evening edition of its news to us. Even though it's a federal holiday and state holiday on Monday, we will be in doing news and have a podcast on Monday as well. So we'll be keeping an eye on that um, as we go through go through the day. Uh, any stories that break on Monday, we will put them on there. So we'll be here. We'll be here. So again, it's been the Friday evening edition of its news to us. We'll be back on Monday for Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. Again, we'll talk to you next week. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 